0: Hello and welcome to episode 68 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Dex and Punk with you as always. Um for the I've got to address it straight away for the video watch of this podcast. Yes. I do look like one of the potters. Yes, I am wearing my glasses because my eyes are battering at the minute and my contacts are not helping. So, I am wearing my glasses. We'll all get over that like adults. And yes, <laughs> I got the nerdiest up. glasses I could find because if you're going to wear glasses, you might as well wear glasses. So uh, yeah, we're nerdy. all, all yeah. going to live with that. This is the Talkie Rosie podcast episode 68. How are you this week, Jake? All good?
1: Uh, not too bad. Very tired, but had an okay week. Became an uncle again over the weekend, which is lovely. Going to meet her tomorrow and yeah, just slowly getting by and finding out dust that the bloke I bought this house from is just a moron.
0: <laughs> yes, building things on uh, plastic and bits kitchen
1: of tile, t- uh, bit of kitchen tile and using rubber gasket heads. I found at least a hundred underneath the cement, and there's like a fi- that that much cement to that much soil. It's like that doesn't work. I don't do building, but even I know that's wrong.
0: <laughs> so- I've obviously already said this off camera, but. Congratulations on the uh, the the new niece, is it? Yes, niece. Yes, because yeah. I listen clearly. Um, yeah, congratulations, Thank sir. You. We'll get don't to meet get, you tomorrow. Don't, don't get broody. It's gonna happen. <laughs> don't do it.
1: Gonna happen. I gotta, You've I
0: already can... got one that's tries to can... break the way into the the podcast room whenever we're doing a. But podcast. with having
1: second
2: baby would mean I wouldn't be in this room. Because it would be baby room. So, put it out there. Do you mean I'd get rid of you?
0: Amazing.
1: <laughs> if you wanted to do that, you could just put uh, me under my house. With yeah. a crawl face you could bury me under.
0: Also, I've got to address you. What are you wearing?
1: I am wearing a Celtic shirt. Because I am going to just wind people up a little bit. Because I know some of the Wente community are a big range of fans. Uh, your captain for Wente by the way, is a Celtic fan. And they won the title. And you've got your lovely European trip. You've got to play Seville. hope so I kind of got a whole You're thing. the
0: reason all of our players go there.
1: What? Oh, I'm the reason why they all left and went to yeah. Celtic. It's a bad omen. Well, to be fair. Sacked. No, I'm just when- I've got the contract here. Says that I've got to sign till the end of the podcast. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we will. We will. Uh, maybe somebody on Instagram could ask you to stay, but it won't be me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I... he's wearing a Celtic shirt for the
1: audio listeners. How's
0: your week been? Very, very tiring. As I said, I'm my. I'm not sleeping amazingly well because I'm working and then not switching off and then realising that, you know, when you set your alarm and you're yeah. like, that's not a good amount of time that I'm going to be sleeping before I have to be up and do it all over again tomorrow. Um, And I've kind of got myself into that cycle the past few weeks of not really being able to get on top of it. So that's why I think wearing my contacts all day, along with pollen season, along with everything else, has just been like my eyes have been so run down yeah. that like they've just gone now. You, you're not... You're not putting contacts in. They've been like getting quite red and all that. So I've just been like, right, look after yourself. You're not going to get sleep, mate. So just put your glasses on and and, and still crack on with all the work that you've got to do. So, uh, yeah. It's not like you've got any
1: video, video games you can go play. Cheer for that,
0: Bethesda. Looking forward to playing that. There's nothing to play, mate. I was so excited for the first time in my adult life. The first time in my life, I was an adult at a console launch, really, because, I mean, technically the Xbox One came out when I was just mm. starting uni, so I was technically an adult, but you all, you think you're an adult. At 18, you're not an adult, right? But, like, so now I was like, yes, I can buy these consoles because I've saved for so long because I knew there was a console generation coming around, and there's nothing to play.
2: And it's tragic.
0: It's terrible. And I got an Xbox Series X on All Access, right, mate? Which is like two years of Game Pass bundled into the monthly subscriptions you buy. And it'll run out before anything bloody comes (laughs) out for it. Because I've delayed everything. I don't play Halo. I'm not a Halo person. I try Halo, I hate it. The only first person thing, I've uh, first party thing I think I've played is a bit of Forza Horizon, and that was never going to really be a thing that I got obsessed with. I bought the Xbox Series X because they announced the Bethesda acquisition, and yes, I've got it for down the line, but then it's sort of like, you don't know if your console's going to live forever because they don't. It's also a case of like, I knew Starfield was on the horizon. I actually thought we'd get Starfield last year, Mm. really. I thought it would be a bit quicker than that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I must say I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed on that. Not that I've got any time to game, but when yeah. I do, I like to yeah. enjoy it. So.
1: Just a bit of breaking news here because it got talked about on Sunday that the first British current playing footballer who was going to come out as gay, it All just broke. Right. it. Uh, Jake Daniel becomes the first UK first male professional footballer to come out publicly again in more than 30 years. He's a
0: 17-year-old. Congratulations. 17. Year old. Yeah. 17 so, that's, that's, that's... It brave. shouldn't really be this. Really it, it
1: shouldn't be brave and it shouldn't be breaking news. It should be no. allowed to come out of whatever. But the yeah. fact that he's done it, fair play to him and I hope he gets all the support he 100% deserves and I hope it inspires more people
0: to come out. I'm trying to find out who he is. Is he the lad at Blackpool? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, now, live your truth, guys. I've always said... Live your truth, yep. you know, the more and if any, there's always going to be idiots out there and he's he's probably going to get his fair share of him. Everybody gets their fair share of him, um, but never be afraid because there's idiots out there. Yeah. Um, and bloody congratulations to the man for doing it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Because it's I bet there's a lot of footballers that don't feel in that. Cli- and because of the chance and everything, don't feel in that climate they can come out. And I just, I don't know. Yes, I'm very much a case of I don't understand why, why anyone would have an issue yeah, with it in, exactly. in the modern day. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, growing up, I've I've never really understood it. Now, and I think it is that sort of generations passing, and you you understand things more. But then I do see things come into into the. You know, I'm in my twenties, and you see new things appearing, and and you see oh, people in their twenties disagree on this. So people my age are starting to disagree on things that are like social issues. And you see, but I don't think in the next fifteen years, the people coming through that will be less stigmatized. You know, know for them. And you do see how it happens. You do see how it becomes a thing. It takes time, and it takes progress. Um, And this is a big progression thing in football. This is this
1: is a huge progression. It's great to see that you want to say who he is and be celebrated for it and Mm. not hide it, and it's great. And Mm. in terms of progression, you've got that, and we came second in Eurovision as well, which was insane. Which
0: which also, I ended up watching that after a long day's work on Saturday, right? And I was like, what is happening?
1: I can never watch Eurovision for obvious reasons. I'd be on the floor.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, but you know why that's really funny? Because there was... a. We were in a room with all, like, uh, South's family. And there was a bit... <laughs> I forgot about this. There was a bit with a flashing light section, and I just sort of, like, said out loud to Self, I went, that's Jake gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just started blinking, like, one of the... And I was just like... And she was like, yeah, he, he wouldn't be able to watch this, would he? And I was like, no. So... I have in the past we've put like lots
1: of stuff over the TV to try and filter it. A lot, like, lots of gel pack to try and just try and dense it down. And this year, we took one look at it and went, "No, nope, but I'm not doing that."
0: <laughs> it was, a, it was a laugh to be honest. Um, it was, uh, it oh, was, inter- I- it was an interesting evening. That no. I mean, <laughs> where I was watching it, there was. I'm not a flag waver, and there was British flags, and I was sort of like. Really? We're taking it <laughs> this hard, but apparently we are. And it was a, it was an all right. It was an all right uh, night, to be fair. Yeah. Um. I think Eurovision is something I am destined to watch for the rest of my life, though. Now, because hey. Sophie, so, Soph enjoys the cheese, so it was yeah. it was quite enjoyable, though. Seeing it not being us just hated by everybody as always, which Might is usually the case. It
2: made a night nice change.
0: <laughs> it did. It did. Um. Anyway, we're still in the. We're not even into the podcast yet because we had a breaking news section. Yep. It's thrown me completely off. Sorry, mate. We. I was on my week. My week's been fine. It's been all right. Should be better this week. I, I'm really still annoyed at Sheffield Wednesday because I. I plan to be in London this weekend. We've changed the plans. We're going to a different city. It's going to be a bit cheaper. Um. I, w- I wanted to see Wednesday get promoted on my birthday. That's not going to happen. Um, so we're just no going. Go you and, count
1: on Sheffield Wednesday to ruin your birthday plans.
0: We're going to go and go and drink a few cocktails. I think we're going to a we're going to like a a, a cocktail bar. We're going for a meal. We're going all that. Yes, I like cocktails. Get over it. <laughs> I, I like I like I personally like getting the the most flamboyant cocktail you can find and just drink it around a load of burly men and see how uncomfortable they feel. Is, is
1: that with your most flamboyant shirt on as
0: well? Oh, I've got some great shirts, mate. I know you have. They're fantastic.
1: I still think you, you and Benjamin Bloom should do a shirt off who've got the most flamboyant ones.
0: We should do a what, excuse
1: me? A shirt off where you compare your shirts.
0: Thank you for clarifying.
1: Yes, I knew that needed clarification before you even said it. <laughs>
0: Oh God! You know it's depressing seeing the template for this document and seeing League One review and realizing we've got another season of that. Still, that's <laughs> yeah. not going away. Yeah. Right. Let's get into the news. So, just a quick bit. League Gregory has won PFA Player of the Month, fans Player of the Month. Sorry, there's a difference there. Yep. We have. Um... Mm, this is this is unfortunate. But it depends on your take on it, I guess. Jack Hunt on Instagram has tweeted, quote, Thoroughly enjoyed my time coming back to SWFC. Unfortunately, we failed to achieve what we set out to achieve. Now my time is focused on being with my family and enjoying some rest. Thank you for your support this season, JH32. That means he's off, doesn't it? Mm,
1: yeah. Th- to be fair, there've been a lot of the Instagram posts that have been out because a lot of people read Joe Buyer's that he might be off, and I didn't read it as that. And we haven't got this retain list out. I think it's got to come out tomorrow. If I'm mistaken, I think there's some oh, sort of rule. Oh,
0: the day of the podcast.
1: Yeah, I think there's some rule. I think there's some rule that got to come out by a certain time to do and. It's not out yet. Uh, I know a lot of the players have already gone away. I think Windath is away. I think Bannon and Hunt have gone to the same place. So some players you might think are already sorted, but don't read too much into what some Instagram posts are saying because it it's very easy to read someone go, well, he's off then. He's off then. And then, you know what I
2: mean? Yeah. It will be... It'll be a shame because
1: they've been good, but at St. I think we need to start looking at a younger
2: squad.
0: I think there was parts of the season and a lot of part, uh, quite a heavy part of it where I was saying Jack, Hunt, like Jack Hunt's legs have gone,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? But then again, I first read this and thought this has got to mean he's off. However, it doesn't actually no. necessarily mean that, does it? You are right. Because thoroughly enjoyed my time coming back to Sheffield Wednesday. Unfortunately, we failed achieve, to achieve what we set out to achieve. Now my time is focused on being with my family and enjoying some rest. Thank you for your support this season. So that could just be the summer. Yeah, I read it first of all and thought, oh, does that mean he's, he's winding it down now? And is is going to be? I do think we will have quite a heavy re- re- release. Mm. No, I, they're gonna, I think cool. the that, that sounded a little bit o- o- ominous, did it? A heavy release. <laughs> uh, I think. Our, yes, but I think our retain list will shed some players when we release them.
1: It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting seeing that list and seeing what's occurring with it to a point because I'm I think there's some players that we kind of all know that's gonna go, but then I think there's also some other players that you think you'll go. Yeah, give, give them that extra because you got to remember. If we went up, Jack Hunt had a clause in his contract that he'd get a year contract. Like we now know that, yes, uh, did. Yeah, I remember Patterson, that Patterson put something up. Patterson's here for another year. We triggered that one year extension with him, which a lot of people have taken it the other way going, why? But at the end of the day, Patterson can be a game changer at times. But the problem is finding we didn't find a proper role for him with the squad we've got now, but maybe another because Re- it's another rebuild, let's be honest.
0: It is, but it's not as extreme this time, which is good, yeah. depending on, let's actually go into what, um, so this is a quote from the Star, I believe this is the headline from the Star, Darren Moore to tell Sheffield Wednesday players if they will be released, recruitment work to begin now. Owls boss Darren Moore will speak to the players who are approaching the end of the contracts at Hillsborough, and only then will he discuss the summer's recruitment plan with owner Von Chansiri and the club's recruitment team. As it stands, high profile names such as Sam Hutchinson, Massimo Luongo Jack Hunt and Nathaniel Mendes-Lang are set to leave at the end of June. And while Moore said earlier this month that initial discussions had taken place with one or two players, one of whom the star understands is Hutchinson, these talks were shelved as the club entered final weeks of the season. over the course of the season, it was all about the here and now, the Wednesday boss told the star. I'll let the players have a day or two and then we'll bring them back to have some talks with them. Before that, it's important for myself, the chairman, and the recruitment team to get together and have a real good chat. But at the moment, if I told you all that had been discussed, I'd be lying to you. We were always focusing on the here and now. End quote. So, nothing had been set in stone at that point. However, by the time this podcast comes out even, we might have the retain list. And I could see... I could see all of them going, really. But I could also see us holding on to Hutch. I think Jack Hunt's going to leave.
2: I think we'll probably keep Hutch and try and make a play to keep Luongo. I think
1: Hunt and Mendes Lang will be leaving. And I think there might be somewhere we say, you're leaving, but we're going to put you up for sale so we can generate some funds. I think we
0: need a Mendes Lang, though. Mm.
1: A fully fit one start of the season, though,
0: yeah, yeah. You know so, that sort of player.
1: Well, Berahino, Berahino I think what Berahino was a year contract, wasn't it? That's another
0: one. It's interesting that the star haven't put that in here actually mm. because Berahino was not until the end of the season. Yeah. So,
2: would you give Berahino
0: another deal? Because personally, but on what I've seen in the last
2: couple you know, of months, since he's been
0: given a chance, yeah, he needed to do this.
2: It's, I'd give uh, him a
0: short-term deal. I'd give him a year.
1: Yeah, give him another kind of year contract, see what happens and stuff. Because yeah. I don't think up until the tail end of the season, he was, like, getting a move anywhere else. It looked like your contract was going to be up at the end of the season, you're gone. But he seemed to have got into that groove again. And... It's going to be interesting because a lot of people have been reading articles that The Star and Yorkshire Live have been doing and they've seen bits with more, and people have been going, oh, then more's off then, great. It's like, that's not the kind of thing we want. We need Darren Moore to stay because yeah. we need to let him build what he's doing, let him continue what he's doing. And I understand there's a lot of reasons why people don't want more, and some of them are legit, like the plan B, sometimes he gets his tactics wrong. But you look at what he did, he did very well considering all the hurdles he had to do. But this squad, it can be interesting because we can keep some of the core of it and then add to it with youth. I think you've got a very good squad here because if, if we can see a fully fit Adeno and a fully fit uh, Mass, uh, not Mass not uh, Fizz, and then I often win that into that as well, it's going to be interesting because we know where we need to improve. We need defenders and a keeper. And possibly we are
0: so close to automatics. And I know you do have to reset and keep players on their toes and that. But for me, Berrejino and Gregory up front is still a viable option for net. You need another option on the bench. You need, well, you need probably another starter because Gregory, we don't know if we can keep him fit, right? Mm. You need somebody of that sort of quality or better even, or more promising, you know. And you just kill the league off with it, really. Well,
1: put it this way, Sam Vokes had just signed a new deal at Wickham. And he's in the same class as Gregory. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if they're still willing to give him a new deal and kind of sort it out and they don't know if they're up yet, it's going to be interesting, this list and what we do in the transfer window because one of the big things is I've seen that Paxo, people say, no, Paxo back. Paxo never left. He just took a bit more of a back seat for a little bit. But he is back in some sort of thing. But I think, Emmanuel Paxo's deal were the Canberris. Didn't we,
0: didn't we realise it was Paxiao?
1: Paxiao, yeah.
0: Didn't we? Wasn't that yeah, a thing yeah. for our podcast for quite a while? The, yeah.
1: But I think Canberris and So were Paxiao's kind of deals. I don't think that's a Darren Moore deal. That seems more like a Paxiao deal. And people said, oh, oh he's back. He, he never left. He's still been there. He's just been doing other bits and pieces. hmm and I wonder, and people go going, oh, back now, he's got money. But you look at what he had done for us in the past. Yes, people don't like some of the things. But he's the reason why we got Zhao. Yes, he wasn't proven at the time, but look at what Zhao's done now.
0: I get you. Uh, and you, they might, he might be getting sold and we might be getting to sell him. It'd be interested to see. That'd be nice. See. Who are you keeping? Sam Hutchinson, Massimo Luongo, Jack Hunt, Nathaniel mendes Lang, and uh, Berahino, just for fun, if you could only keep now, one. I did keep? say
1: I thought Huff would be the one to go late on, but when you look at what we've got in that back, I think you need to keep him with that kind of rotation of variant person. Is he that the
0: that only one now. you keep? So if you have to pick one, it's Huff. um
2: No, if i got to pick one, it's Luongo. Hmm.
0: This is really hard to say because I know his quality with Luongo. But because of his injuries injury record. and his potential wages, for me, it can't be Luongo. Otherwise, it would be Luongo.
2: <laughs> Out of those, given our options up top,
0: oh, Windass is back. Mm,
2: but he got his injury record wealth. well. Yeah. yeah. It's a difficult one. Probably it's probably Berahino because yeah. we've both gone for two players
1: that we've know that where we need the most support in the team.
0: Yeah, it's it's to be honest, it's weird for me because I was looking between Nathaniel Mendes Lang and Berahino mm-hmm. because we need M- 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 Mendes Lang can beat a man. He's got pace and yeah. he's got flair, you know, and that's the. That's the thing that can turn that's, players over that, in well League Well,
1: that, that's what killed us in the second leg at home versus Sunderland. They had Clark. They had Patrick Roberts, who they got a turn of pace. They had
0: uh, pace, and that's something we haven't had this season. Let's not talk about Sunderland. I'm still I'm still recording. I know. You're so. still bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I was never bitter.
1: <laughs> I,
0: I wasn't. Bitter. I was quite. Bitter is such a very specific definition. It, it, I was it, accepting, it, still but I was hard sad. To take. Sad. Yes. Jake, sad. Okay. Let's get into the Sheffield Wednesday accounts because. Thank you for waiting, by the way. I know you wanted to speak about this for a little while, but there's been so much with the end of the season going on. I know they were published a couple of weeks ago, but it, Sheffield Wednesday are still hemorrhaging money, so it's important to talk about because it's going to affect quite a bit. The good thing is I didn't have to fully do what I usually do when these accounts come out because it's been a couple of weeks. Everybody's sort of already reported on it so we can discuss everybody else's work, which is fantastic. We're copying your homework, but we will quote you, of course. Um, The Star have done a really good piece on it, fair play. Um, They pulled out the key points that I usually pull out with the... uh, without me having to look at the numbers. But I have got the accounts in front of me as well. So if I see anything that I want to point out, I will point out. But I will go from the Star article that says, quote, turnover fell by 9.2 million to 11.7 million from the previous 20.9 million in 2020. These are the accounts for for 2021, by the way. So 2021 season. Primarily due to all home games being played behind closed doors. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the team finished 24th in the Football League Championship. As previous, the season before, 16th. Sheffield Wednesday's 2021 accounts explained in the plain English, half a million lost per week. We've called in uh, football, we haven't, the star have, up <laughs> Football finance expert Kieran Maguire to to drag his expert eye over the Wednesday accounts. It's important to remember these are accounts from last season, which was, of course, played behind closed doors. In plain English, here are the key p- talking points explained. So what are the headline takes? The eye-catching figure is a loss of 25780000 A figure up from 24084000 which was the loss in the 1920 season. Over to Kieran who puts this into context. Quote, the main thing here is that the revenue almost halved and that is certainly linked due to the impact of COVID and almost total loss of matchday revenue. The wage bill did come down, but as of last season, they were still spending £209 for every £100 of income. That's scary on two levels. That number itself, but also that there are clubs in the championship that are in a far worse situation than Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday reveal latest accounts. I don't know why the way you've paraphrased this article here, Jake, is fun. Um, so, because <laughs> you, because Jake's added to this one as well this time. I usually do the accounts. I've had assistance.
2: Probably not. For so, do you know what?
0: Read. I've read all of that. I've read all of that. We know all of this. We know that Chan Chancery still owns the stadium. Yeah. Thirty million owed on that, right? He was due to pay, this is from the article again, quote, he was due to pay back 7 million per year, but he paid bigger instalments earlier, partly because the club needed the cash, because of the significant losses. He's already paid four instalments, essentially half of the sale proceeds from the stadium. It's also noticeable that the club has been paying him back in terms of loans, 5.5 million, of which he has relent about half of that, according to these figures. The club are still paying around 1.5 million per year rent on Hillsborough. That's something we knew before. Wednesday have been stunned by financial fair play points deductions before. Is there any chance of that happening here? Panic not, Wednesday fans, though. The idea the club will be able to go rampant in the transfer market in the summer may have to be parked. Um, We kind of knew that that
1: anyway because we're still very close to that FFP line kind of thing. And it... It's interesting, the account this year, because a lot of people forgot that this is the season we went down and there was a lot of things in that season that happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. jumping Jumping back into the article, the wage bill of 25 million would have to come down to make the club sustainable, probably by another 10 million. And a year in League One may well allow the club to reset. So that's what was, um, you know, was said previously. So another year we're resetting again, and the year we've just had, might we might see it in our, in our revenue. But there is losses in that as well, Jake. Mm. Really, because we've not brought the wage down, bill down completely, because we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen the League One one's going to be interesting to see how much we're currently hemorrhaging because we 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 were losing five hundred million pound a week last season during COVID, but we've been relegated since then. Um. The the suggestion from Kieran Maguire was that Wednesday would be spending somewhere in the region of forty million or fifteen million on wages. The average wage bill in the Championship is thirty two million. And that's so, gonna
1: Shame from when we went down. Like I said, next season's accounts are probably the ones that are going to be the most important to see what happened in League One.
0: Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about the lot? The losing five hundred mil a week. Uh, Wait, was I, it 500 mil or was it 500k no 500 mil 500k why did I say 500 mil 500k uh, a week th- I think you 500 we, we, mil
1: from the stadium
0: we're getting uh, we're getting liquidated mate 500 it's, mil a week 500k
1: it's, it's not great but at the same time Chance Theory has shown us in the past he's willing to fund the club he's willing to keep funding the club and a lot of people always forget that they always think his money came from uh the tuna business but actually a lot of his money came from construction in Thailand and stuff like that and he does building work over there so he knows what he's doing in that kind of sense so the rent the of like redoing the stadium sale and stuff actually makes sense if you think of him as a property developer. In yeah that kind of that's his background. So when we're all panicking him doing it like that's probably nothing to him. Who yes, did we he- sell
0: that season by the way?
1: Uh, which season? That season we went there. De-
0: yeah. Who did uh, we sell?
1: Um, we sold someone, didn't we?
0: Because we made 6.7 million. This wasn't in the article. I'm looking in the accounts now. And for, proceeds for the disposable, disposal of players employed. This could be just the off the wage bill, to be honest. 6.7 million when did we, did, we are, got you
1: sure, pro- are you sure that's not like Sammy Wynn or Area and all that lot going?
0: It could well be, yes.
1: Because it would new Hugh fourth the Rhodes. Clearing wrote,
0: up 6.7 million. Yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Clearing yeah. up 6.7 million um across the year, that. Carry on.
2: It's it going to be...
1: As, as long as Chancery still willing to bankroll the club, I think we're mm-hmm. okay, because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's learning a lot better with what he's done. He's, he's seeing what you can do with not having to spend a lot. And the big the big one is that a lot of the stuff that a lot of people were complaining about was the the green aspect in the club. We're replacing to LED floodlights. We're going to be doing more of that kind of stuff as well, which is important. And I was actually speaking to Workout, who got a... Geography major and stuff like that, and he was talking about. He said, "Went they could actually make a lot of money by putting solar panels on the roofs and making it a lot more efficient and trying to change it all a little bit." And I'm wonder, it'd be interesting if Went they ever did go down that line just to try and get sort or make it more sustainable that way.
0: We are. There is a bit in it about energy in this document. Um, I will find it. Got, I was I think- not expecting you to sidetrack with the uh, the energy talk. To be honest, did no, you but- know? However, did you know? However, we oh. uh, we offer a lot of kickstart sk- schemes. Nineteen apparently, um, with eighty nine percent retention rate on the program afterwards. Um, oh. We do hundred and one for their B Tech extended diploma in sport. Got links with the likes of Hillsborough College. Chaucer School, Ecclesfield, quite a few on there. Um, I always find these things interesting to read about. Yeah, it's it's. Old. I'm proper boring, aren't
2: I? <laughs> you know when you said at the
1: beginning you were getting old and turning into an adult? As
0: soon as I put the glasses on, mate. As soon as I put the glasses on. You
1: do look like a bit of an accountant, to be fair.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, I could be called worse, to be honest. Um, i are going to say that after me being kind. Yeah. So the uk energy use for wednesday this season for for the season that we were reporting uh, we were talking about electricity this is kilowatt hours 1,614,000 in kilowatt hours we've put well the
1: hike <laughs> yep
2: 304
0: uh, 343 co2 tons tons of co2 we've contributed with that uh, in 2021 that is down from the 2 million kilowatt hours and the 466 CO2 tons of CO2 we uh, put into the atmosphere the season before. So COVID got us down 400 K worth of electricity usage. In terms of gas usage, um, 2.8 million in 2020, 515 tons of CO2 into the atmosphere with that one. the, la- the season when we were behind closed doors, we weren't keeping things warm. It was 1.6, 293 tonnes
1: of CO2. Bad, there's an electric fire in the
2: corner, huddle around that.
0: So we've, uh, we've become a bit greener mm. because of COVID. But as you were saying, we could... Uh, we could we could sidestep stre- uh, side our energy usage, trying to become a bit greener in that with the solar panels. See It'd be an interesting take. I know some yeah. clubs are looking at that and trying to become more of a sustainable club and going net zero and things like that. Well, so a lot of clubs are trying to vow to become net zero.
1: It, it, it also just goes down the line of what Chanser said he wants us to be more sustainable in terms of financial. That might be a way you go down to do it.
0: That's long term. If he's doing it, that, it's long, long term, innit?
1: Yeah, but it'd be nice because we don't hear about long-term with the club.
0: <laughs> True. Right, the big question, though, when we're talking about accounts and money and Wednesday yep. losing money, is there going to be, if, you, if you've if you not been following, is there going to be some sort of relief for the fact that we've obviously made heavier losses in that season because of COVID? You've not been able to bring in the profits. Wednesday, we were already losing money, but it got worse because, you know, financial fair play. Are they still going to be knocking at the door going, oh, you've just lost a lot of money when it wasn't really... Wednesday's fault about the attendances and tickets because of COVID. Hmm. So this is from iNews.co.uk. Hmm. Interesting. That sounds like a news outlet where people would get their vaccine facts from, doesn't it? <laughs> um but anyway, it seems it seems legitimate. I'm going for the, the article here. Quote. The Football League has relaxed its financial fair play rules, joining the Premier League in helping clubs to deal with the pandemic's impact. But regulation changes are causing confusion for clubs across the English game trying to prove losses incurred directly by COVID-19. The EFL's regulations have been updated to include a clause permitting its clubs in the Championship League One and League Two to exclude, quote, COVID-19 costs for the 2019-20 and the 2021 season from their reported expenditure. Appendix five of the regulations now includes factoring in, quote, lost rent revenues and or exceptional costs incurred by a club that are directly att- attributable attributable sorry, to the COVID-19 pandemic and that are identified and calculated in accordance with such guidance as issued by the board, end quote. Nice little bit of uh, fine print there for you. This must be subjected to an independent audit and helps ensure their spending is compliant with financial fair play restrictions. More detailed guidance has also been sent to all clubs. Yet where it has become particularly uncertain is clubs attempting to prove potential loss of future earnings due to the pandemic decreasing the value of their playing squad. Mm. So there is bits in there to protect the clubs, but it does seem quite vague.
1: That sounds about right for the EFL though, let's be honest.
0: When it comes yep. to their rules, and I couldn't really it. see anything standing out in the accounts that would suggest that we've, that, that, that there was like an FFP amendment or something there. I think I think,
1: the, I think the only thing that a lot of clubs had that season was uh, just revenue in general from not being able to get Gators in. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because I was trying to look into the account to see what uh, if there was anything from like all the I follow stuff, and I couldn't find anything.
0: You could, I didn't. I didn't. To be honest, it might have come under. They might have actually factored that in under match day, though, because usually it does come under media and and all of them. But but ticket sales, it would have come in. All the tickets were virtual that way, weren't they? I, d- yeah. I didn't see anything stand out in the accounts. Then again, it's... maybe I've been lazier this year. You'd be <laughs> the judge. I probably have. We're so to late be... to it. I've probably been lazier.
1: <laughs> to, to be fair, just we kind of knew. Going into this season, when the accounts were going to come out, also credit to Wednesday—they got them out on time. We haven't done that whole thing where we're waiting; they're out on yeah. time. No, having to do stuff—we've actually done the right thing, got them out. It's just the week you got them out with the like day of the or the day after the Sunderland game, or the day off, so people weren't that bothered. But it's the fact. When they should be prayed for, and people are going to say, "Why should we praise them for getting something out on time?" Because of how bad we have been in the past and not getting them released. And I think that shows another step forward by Chancery wanting to get things in place. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yes, I'm looking through these these now just to. I'm seeing a lot of things about depreciation, but nothing about media income. Or we actually, uh. Our depreciation on certain assets has made more money for us this mm. last season. Probably because we got rid of a 38-year-old Stephen Fletcher. Who <laughs> um,
2: got released again.
0: Did he? Yeah. I did like Stephen Fletcher. He just he didn't need to leave in the way he did, did he? Nah. None of the it, players did at the time.
1: Nah. Um, it's... It's interesting because when it comes to the time of year and you see like all the players getting released every time it's in a it, to play. It's like, oh, should we get him back? It's like,
0: why? Hang on, mate. <laughs> don't throw gla- Don't throw stones in glass houses. That's half of our content and clicks. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I know, I know. But there's some way. There's going to be a click in that later, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. And as we speak to all the podcast listeners and watchers of the full-length podcast that never gets this clipped out, you know the game. You know how it works. You guys know that if we've just talked about something in the, the hour-long podcast you've just watched, probably not to click on it because you know what's coming. So, been here
1: for 68 episodes. Surely you know the goes on the doors now.
0: Exactly. Okay, next item on the, on the news, even. Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth Argyles. Kamara on Owls transfer radar. This is from The Star. Quote Plymouth Argyle's Panuch Kamara is one name that is thought to have been mentioned at Sheffield Wednesday as they plan for the new season. It was recently confirmed that the 25 year old midfielder who played 47 times for the Pilgrims in all competitions this season was set to leave Home Park after failing to agree a new deal. News no doubt caught the attention of several clubs. The star understands that Wednesday are one of a number of clubs that may be considering an approach for um for the... Oh, it's it's Guinean, isn't it? Yeah. It's Guinean. I always read that nationality and say it wrong. However, I've said it right. Guinean. However, it remains to be seen whether things will go any further than that. Plymouth have put Kamara on the transfer list after he made it clear he would not be extending his current deal. That ends in 2023. However, it remains to be seen how much they are expecting in terms of a transfer fee for the player. They said in a statement recently, Kamara has been made available for transfer away from Home Park. Extended talks have been going for a number of months regarding significantly improved deal for the international, but talks have now ended with the 25-year-old's representative confirming that Kamara will not be signing a new deal at Argyle.
1: Now, for me, this is where the Luongo thing comes into play because he could play that Luongo role really well. And he absolutely skinned Palmer at their place on like multiple occasions kind of thing. And I think... He was the ones I'd like to see when they look at. He's 25 years old. He knows the league already.
2: Um, it just, I don't know. Would do he go championship, we... though? Mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's, could do, because of it being for the
1: championship, could this could be a decent deal to do.
0: This twenty-five is a really good age. I'd I'd have him at Wednesday. Yeah, I would have him at Wednesday because we have got injury-prone players, and the midfield. You'd say we are quite loaded in the midfield, but we need players that we're going to bring through. Are we we only need probably need one or two. Also, reme- also remember,
1: we've got to see what Alex Hunt can do this season.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, I've seen some reaction on. Fans not been too happy that he's not signing a new day, a new long term deal, uh, and that's why he was transfer listed. So they're going to cash in on him. I can't find anything on the other clubs interested in him currently. Which is, you would you would imagine that it would be some Championship interest, yeah? Because the Championship's always looking at League One.
2: I think last I think last Plymouth player we had as well was uh, a reader.
0: God, it's been so long. Did we get reader
2: from Plymouth? Yep.
0: Mental. How have I managed that? I accidentally did the boomer thing and put my camera full screen again. (laughs) Screen again. Um, I am. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Well, you know they don't. They don't want a player there that doesn't want to be there. We only finished a couple of places above them, and as you said, they skinned us a couple of times. Plymouth were not a fun team to play last season no. they um they got the best of us. I would take him let's have a look at some of his stats overall he's he's played for Plymouth since twenty twenty before that he made a hundred and three three appearances for Crawley town making uh making six goals in that time he scored six goals in eighty appearances for Plymouth and four of them came this this season just gone. So, I think he's it's coming to age. a point where he's going to hit the peak of his career, isn't he? Mm. You know, and he's come up through the leagues. He started non-league. Yep.
2: You've
0: got to respect that.
1: And he's the right kind of aid for to be looking at if we're wanting to bring stuff
0: down. Yeah. Should we do his FIFA card? Yeah, go on. Well, he's got 71 potential, but we'll actually do his, his card. He is a 67 overall. I think he's a silver. He is a silver. 81 pace. That's decent. Take that. 83 acceleration, 80 sprint speed. 61 shooting. Not so amazing. Passing 62. Vision 66. Okay. Short pass 67. We can work on it. Dribbling 67. Defending 62 with 64 interceptions. So he'd be pretty solid in the midfield. Physical 74, 72 strength, 90 stamina. So that's alright, actually. Aggression 62. So I'd would, I would use him in FIFA. And I would actually think he would be a, a nice addition for our midfield. You've got to think though, our midfield's going to be quite heavy. There's Adeniran, there's Fizz. There's Byers. Hunt, as you've just said. There's Byers. The Bannon. There's Bannon. There's Luongo. Probably goes off, but...
1: Rotation, though, if you think about how we've had... We're hoping for not an injury hit squad like we've had this season. But there have been
2: times where we've been, had the injuries and we've like, who can play where? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take him.
0: Right. Here's where we get the, but well, it's not got anything to do with the club, so why are you talking about it? And I don't even think in the title of this one I will go. and Because I, I don't, right? People love to say we clickbait. Everybody loves to say we clickbait. There's some really grumpy old men out there, all right? I never do. I always put a question mark, right? And I always ask a question because that's the question we're asking in the video. You just need to calm down, all right? Calm down. So this is to do with another club, but it's got heavy Wednesday links because he's probably the most loved Wednesday fa- uh, manager of recent times, mm. and that's debatable. Again, Carlos Carvalhal set for crunch Braga talks amid Blackburn Rovers manager links. This is from Lancashire Live. Carlos Carvalhal will hold talks with Braga at the end of the season, uh, drawing as the con- as his contract draws to the end, following links with Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> Now, we can update this story, actually, because it's confirmed just now, really, today, the recording of the podcast, that Braga have actually released him. They haven't agreed on a contract, so it's been on the Twitter of Braga. Back to the article. The former Swansea and Sheffield Wednesday bosses Kino returned to England. And because of that, links have been made to... This is not from the article, this is our words. But because of that, there's been links to Blackburn... And Burnley. Yeah. So first, I've got to ask the question before we talk Sheffield Wednesday about it: Blackburn or Burnley? Which would you think would be more of a Carlos fit?
2: Burnley. I think.
0: Yes and no, because you've got players similar. like D- you've got players like Diaz, at Ooh, Blackburn, yeah. and. I reckon Carlos could work with that Blackburn squad, and what I've seen with that Blackburn squad, it fits it a little bit more. Yeah. But then again, he loves a wide midfielder and not a winger, doesn't he? So Burnley probably is the shout.
1: Yeah.
2: It's, it'll be an interesting one, which, which ever team gets in, because we know what he can do.
1: And... I've already seen Burnley Fanco. Look at how many clubs he's had. We had the that same thing when he came to us, trust me. We were all like, look how many clubs he's had. We've had a really good at uh, late. Uh, he's players. done really well
0: at Braga as well. Yeah,
1: He's done incredible, really. Got them into the uh, Europa and got them very close to getting to a final. But it'll be interesting to see where we go because... It never did work out as one's and he said in he said in the past that maybe that was the wrong decision to take that. Maybe I should have stayed a little bit longer at Wednesday to get it all sorted and leave in a better way. But it's gonna be interesting who goes to because if you go to Burnley or Black Blackburn, you've got the situation that two clubs who two managers in for a very long periods of time. In Sean Dyche and Tony turning him over, you're going to at least gonna need to give him at least Possibly a year or so to get what you want right, and give them time.
0: The one thing that I will say to pers- prospective fans of Burnley and Blackburn, um, the there is there is this thing amongst Wednesday. We we we've got affinity for him. Obviously, I'd have him back at Wednesday in a heartbeat because yeah. I. You look at the bigger picture, and you're like, yes, of course. But there is this thing that like. Well, I don't really buy into this, this much anymore because we still have ridiculous injuries. But they used to say that he works players in a weird way and he rushes them back and all of that and you end up with big problems, big wages and injured players. Because Wednesday you've continued with injured players, I've kind of bought into that less and less and less over the years because either the, all, with, all of our managers are overtraining them or we were looking into it a little bit too harshly at the time because we thought the grass was greener.
1: Carlos had done a lot better at a lot of his clubs as well with promoting youth as well, with something that he didn't do well at Wendy either. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seemed to trust a youth academy product more. And the big one I will say, actually, in all of this kind of thing, if Carlos does go in be nice, leave Barry Bannon alone, leave him at Sheffield Wednesday.
0: <laughs> oh, no, get, I will.
1: You're not getting you, the you band back. Get away.
0: Band. Get away. You're not having Bannon back. Carlos, you will be hated by the whole fan base if you yeah, rip
2: that, like,
0: Barry Bannon from us. Don't do that. I want to pivot this, obviously, to to do a Wednesday slant on it. Would you? Could you? Could you see him back at Wednesday? Not as many... I don't think the reason I'm approaching this. I think like right now, if he was to come back to English football, there is always the director of football approach. He
2: could well, he come well, in well,
0: yeah. and do, you know? work, he would be above Darren more than technically, but I guess that's just the quirky, quirky Wednesday angle I'm trying to bring it into.
1: I don't know. Because I always had that whole thing is I don't like, I wouldn't have him as a manager. I don't like managers as much as I love him. I'm not a big fan of having managers return when he's gone. I think it sometimes can foil the legacy that they've had if the second bell, because sometimes you'll only remember that second fell and not the first bell if it goes badly. Uh, he he did have a okay eye at finding players. Let's be honest, and a lot he did have a lot of help with that. that's when we had the road uh, transfer committee and stuff, and
0: if, it's if not they, how I remember it, Jake. Come on, think about how bad our recruitment was.
1: No, it, it it was bad. Don't get me wrong, but he did. We did get some play, and he got some players working well. Look, we got Zhao. Xav- Probably got him way too soon in his career, but he got it working. Bannon came. You had uh that first season when we got to the playoffs. After that, it, the recruitment kind of died off a bit.
0: Well, I think the, no, I think the recruitment was dreadful because what we did is we threw a lot at the wall and sort of and and had a look at what would stick, right? And some of it stuck, and some of it just made a foul stench. And then oh, exactly. burdened us. Some of it us. It
1: stuck, and some of it is dunk.
0: Yes, exactly. And burdened us for quite some time. <coughs> Jordan Rhodes. Um, <laughs> you know, like the the money that went to these players. We all took re- a lot. we
1: all remember that Matthias Lico. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> the Forestieri one was interesting for me because he wasn't on our radar, but I've always rated Forestieri. And up, I was so shocked when we signed Forestieri because I was like, oh, this is where we're signing players that I know and want us to sign. This is weird. Yeah. Oh, right.
2: The worth one,
1: uh, the album update, and then the AC Milan player we got or ex-AC Milan player,
0: Dutch
2: defender, I
0: want to say. W- uh, oh, Oh, uh, what was his name?
2: Uh,
1: you're all screaming in your cars right now, else.
0: I can picture him in that stupid photo he had when he signed for the club, and that was the only time we ever saw him. He like jogged no, out he, once.
1: He had, he had Urban Emanuelson. Yeah, him. Yeah.
0: I think he, he did well, didn't
1: he? Yeah. When you think about recruitment, that's the play Like, I think, oh yeah, we really did do poorly.
2: Like,
0: yeah, so as long as you, basically, as long as Blackburn, Burnley, you've got a good recruitment system around you, and you probably Burnley especially probably do have, you, as a coach, a head coach, Carlos is great. You know, players love him. Wallace did say towards the end of his time that a few of the players were turning him against him, like, we're sick of this guy now. I found that a bit weird, because obviously I, I do rate Wallace, I do like Wallace, mm. um, but it was weird to hear him talk about Carlos in that way especially with the hot I don't think that was echoed throughout the whole squad because there's been players that have said very different things about yeah. him since. So, I don't know. Um it would I don't really want to see him back in the English game. It's going to it's going to make me sad. <laughs> but all the best to him wherever he does go be it Blackburn or Burnley. Because he is good enough He's to good go to of either him. of those clubs. Yeah. yeah.
2: And as it stands, do Burnley stay up? Nah, I don't know.
0: It's it's rough, is it? I kind of what. What's going to relegate Leeds if Burnley stay up?
2: Red cards, Leeds themselves.
0: Yeah. What's who needs to who can relegate Leeds on Sunday? I don't really care. Like, uh, this is this is why I'm different. To, to be honest, Leeds aren't like this, but, you know, United fans are. I don't obsess over other clubs, being Sheffield Wednesday. Um, so,
2: uh, Burnley have got a game in hand, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah I want Burnley to stay up.
0: Yeah, they're going to yeah. stay up because yeah. yeah. they've got a game in hand and Leeds are a point behind. Win their game in hand, yeah. Burnley and Everton, oh, Leeds are in real trouble.
2: That exactly. like
0: because they because Everton and Burnley are around them, yeah, and they've they got, got a game they, in hand. They both got games in hand. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: and Everton have got a point more than them.
1: But Everton have got those two red card suspensions
2: that they've got to serve. As well, so
0: yeah, Everton have also got um.
2: City coming up, haven't they? Yeah.
0: However, they've got to have to put in a shit. I think Newcastle have got City as well, haven't they? I don't remember because City got two games to put, no, they've got one more game. Is it Newcastle at the end of the day? I don't know. I just watch it when it's on the TV. No, they've got Villa. City have got Villa. They've just had West Ham. Where did I get Newcastle from? Eighth of May. Yeah, my, my clock's all the way off, mate. Like, my brain is just frying. I need a break.
2: Yep.
0: I'm going to get a break soon. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. That's all I've got this week. How are you? That's you good? Good for me as well, yeah. Go yeah? On. Anything yeah. more? We'll bring the community topic back. Um, we've got. I've got a plan for next week's episode. Um, it might not be fully topical. It might be. We might do some cuttings. But I've got a oh, plan for what I want to do. We
1: will be a little bit topical. So I. I have a funny feeling. Well, I'll have our retain list out by
0: then. No, it won't. Because we're doing something else. Because oh, we're not. We're probably not going to record on the Monday. So, however, I might. We might put the retain list stuff in because I reckon that's coming out this week. So, yeah, I <laughs> Annoyingly. anyway, I don't know. We probably can record Monday. We'll see. It won't affect you. You'll get a podcast. But uh, that's it for episode 68 of the Talkie Wednesday podcast. Thank you, as always, for your support. And uh, be safe until we see you in the next episode.
2: See ya.